0: The following podcast is scheduled for one-hoff with no time super hot fire! You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up of Vince's No, life. no, 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 Oh, you are no, such a no, no, suck-up. No, no, you, you defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is the Jobber Knocker Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. I am by myself this week. Just kidding. I'm JC Alonside, Nestle Mania. How the hell would you be able to do a whole podcast
1: without me, honestly? Not to sound sound condescending or egotistical, which I'm sure I sound both right now, but let's be honest here. Even I can't do an hour by myself.
0: I think you underestimate my ability to have a conversation with myself. I really do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, like, I I can talk to myself all day, and I'd probably just end up, like, mocking you, pretending like I was talking to you, and then... You know, I'd throw in a couple other people, but the problem is all my voices would probably sound the same. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Especially your whiny Nestle voice, Come is everybody's on! whiny voice? Yep. Come on!
0: <laughs> well, there will be no whining to kick off the program, at least, because we always start in the shine. Uh, moi, as uh, our soundboard, which eventually someday we'll be back, uh, would say. And uh, Mania, I'm looking here, and I overall... Didn't hate Raw, SmackDown, I didn't hate SmackDown. I don't think either were phenomenal shows, but I'm trying to figure out what stood out the most to me this week, and I don't know, so I'm going to let you kick it off. What was the shiniest part of your week?
1: For me, the shiniest part of the week, surprisingly, I will say, I thought that as much as we give shit on this program to a certain golden shoveler, I really (sighs) enjoyed the the triple threat for the women. I did, I did. Here's why. It was the exact outcome that you needed to happen. Nia needed to win, so that Oscar could get a W somewhere. Natty needs to lose, and eventually, I'll show. I'll tell you my hope. I can't believe I'm, I'm doing a hope about Natty, oh, Jesus. but I'm going to do a hope about Natty. Uh, you can fast forward that part, Cap, because I'm sure Cap is going to be like <laughs> Natty. Fuck that. But whatever, it's fine. It's a waste of a hope, I'm sure. But. Uh what I would like to see there is like, okay, Charlotte's already doing, you know, triple decker duty, whatever you want to call her. Hey, you know. And but the thing was, is that as much as I give shit about Charlotte, she proved once again this week why she's on every program as much as I hate it, as much as I don't want her on my television. She's on my television for a reason. But at least they made her look good without losing sort of kind of. And Naya looked good. You know, everybody, kind of, with the exception of what happened, were very true to their characters after this matchup. So I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm gonna go out on the limb, considering I had a I had a blowout last night with TJ, and nobody knows about this one except was losing the job and knocker thread. So he wants to, he wants me to be uh, you know more uh, upfront about when I'm right or wrong, folks. So uh, I I was wrong about Charlotte on certain occasions. I think this is one of them.
0: Oh my God, this makes me so happy. And you know what? I figured out. I figured out why Charlotte's everywhere in WrestleMania. She's essential. Charlotte is the only superstar on the roster that is essential because she's better than everyone else. Better better than everybody else? Uh, yes, I mean... she's Charlotte is number one. Remember that song? Lana's the best. Lana number one. It should be Charlotte is the best. Charlotte, number one. You sound like such a cheerleader. It's great. <laughs> uh, but look
1: let's not let's not jump over the fucking moon here about it. I mean, it was a very good match. It was fun to watch everybody was happy let's move on
0: okay, that works for me, and uh you know what we're going to go crazy this week, and I'm just going to be like jumping brands because. I want to stick with uh, the woman theme here and I want to talk about a mixed tag team match player from SmackDown uh, between Sonya and Dolph and Otis and Mandy, my favorite storyline in WWE, the shining star as you could call it of SmackDown Live uh, Sonya, Ooh, as I told you, yeah, exactly. Sonya, as I told you last week uh, pinned Mandy to win the tag team match and uh, Dolph then attacked Otis after the match as much as this feels like they're doing a lot of the same stuff every week there's enough nuance with it and I'm still so into this, I don't know how they keep this going but like i don't want it to stop man you don't want it to stop no always in the
1: shine baby look we made the joke always in the shine for a long time not a joke and, you know well for me it was <laughs> and then you know and then of course you know the big big lovable glu- you know lug basically pulls your your woman into the shine every week because he is who he is so really you should be thanking otis I for think making it's this thing actually
0: happen. the opposite because If you look at the history before that, Mandy was always in the shine. Otis was always in the buffet line in the heat.
1: The buffet line. (laughs) Sorry. It just, it makes me laugh when you say shit like that. Uh, But look, something else that was very telling. Otis got his own Titan Tron.
0: It just said Otis behind him. Yep. And that's not good. I think not for Tucker. I think in the short term it's okay because I do think he'll return to that. But I think it's just like they caught lightning in a bottle with this with Otis, and for once they're capitalizing on it when it happened. How much did we bitch about with Braun how they dropped the ball when it was his time, and how many other guys Rusev that you see like they're on top of the world and they just they don't push them. Same with Sandow back in the day when he was Mizdow. They never pulled the trigger. Well, Otis is hotter than anything right now and they're pulling the trigger. So it's hard for me to be upset with that. See where this goes because I do think that this, uh, this candle eventually will burn out. But for now, I think you take full advantage of it. And when you when that candle burns out, Tucker's always there to light another one.
1: Look, I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not enjoy this match as much as I thought I was going to. I thought it was going to be better in my head. I don't know if they didn't get enough time. I don't know what the hell happened. I liked, certain aspects of it. I like the way Dolph and Sonia were doing their thing. I appreciated that Mandy showed up with her uh, blue collar outfit. That was funny. Um, but the one thing I would say, and the, the, again, you're going to be mad at me, but it's, it wouldn't be a asshole moment if I didn't say it. How many fucking running knees were there? There weren't enough. I mean, God There weren't enough. It. If
0: there were more, she would have won.
1: Josh, who the fuck is Josh? But seriously, I mean, she hit two running knees that were completely off. Like, not even remotely close. And then Sonya beats her with her Shining Wizard running knee. It was too many running knees. Too many in the same move. Look, I'm just going to make this comparison, and I know you're going to roll your eyes. I can feel it from across the fucking pond. Not that we're in a different, you know, yeah, we're, we're state not, or country. There's right?
0: no ponds between us. There's just... A,
1: a different body of water, maybe. Anyway, you can only get so much damage in a video game version of wrestling if you keep using the same move and over and over and over again it's less effective and the crowd boos you in the video game and honestly I'm the crowd it's less effective so just find another all I'm asking for is add another move okay if you got moves you ready? just add another move all, all I'm asking is for, you ready? Is for a more diverse diverse move set that's you ready? it
0: number one uh, this ain't no make believe bro this ain't a video game number two counterpoint Brock Lesnar Boom. SMD. She's Brock Lesnar. She does two moves, and that's all she needs because they're so effective. If she did have just two <laughs> moves and all she needed, she would have won the goddamn Well, see, here, okay, here's, the, here's my other point is, no, you know, no, maybe, no, you no, know. No, 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 here's a, here's a storyline. Maybe it's a storyline is that, you know, she uses that move too much and it's too effective that Sonia obviously being her best friend for so long has it well scouted. For Mandy to finally get the win, she's going to have to mix it up. Maybe it's part of a storyline. You're just not aware of it. How do you qualify that with her jumping in the wrong direction and missing the knee all
1: completely? She just she shanked it right or left. Because of Sonya's
0: defense. You're not giving Sonia enough credit for she being in the moving. She was in the turnbuckle. Bro, it's I don't know, man. It's that's good defense. She's got she's no, got that defense. defense. You wanna talk about video games? Her defensive rating, like a hundred for evasiveness. How about that? Listen.
1: Listen. Let's take a timeout very quickly and make sure that you follow Jake Canoe or whatever it is on Twitch while he's doing his stupid Madden thing because uh, <laughs> he's playing his video game. You don't with need the to good follow doctor. Me on Twitch.
0: Follow the good doctor the on Twitch.
1: Backcracker. The good backcracker. doctor is actually pretty good. Yes. Uh, yeah. Make sure you follow the doctor Backcracker because he's a good. He's loyal and he's uh, he's pretty good at what he does. Anyway, back to the argument. Fuck you, JC, because you're wrong. Because th- this match was terrible. At the end. Let's move on.
0: I love when you know you lose because that's the shit you pull. But uh, we're going to move on. Uh, and uh, we're going to jump back to Rob because I'm trying to give you fucking uh, motion sickness, I guess. But uh, you know what? You give this guy a lot of grief. I've enjoyed it. But there's a couple reasons why this was in the shine for me this week. And that is everything involved with MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. The most important thing to me is that during that VIP lounge, which I know you're sick of, I thought this week it was great because MVP brought the McIntyre story full circle because mvp wanted to rep mcintyre before wrestlemania and mcintyre turned him down mvp has now found someone else and has made it his mission to take that strap off the shoulder of drew mcintyre and get it on my man bobby lashley um i just i thought that was great i love in wrestling when they don't forget their history and they reference it i love the claymore to the face the drew mcintyre um new shirt uh what are your thoughts on that what did it say it said uh Oh, God, I don't even remember, but it made me laugh because it was ridiculous. And talk, I could... less, yeah, talk less, Claymore. Talk less,
1: Claymore. I don't know who the fuck is making money off of these fucking designs. People are going to buy it.
0: People are going to buy it, man. It's just, honestly,
1: <laughs> like, we, as a society, we are idiots <laughs> because we buy the stupidest shit. Like, I can't tell you how many times I walk across, like, I'm, I'm outside, I'm doing my thing, and I just see people fucking having the stupidest t-shirts like every day i'm muscling or whatever like i'm, I'm sure safali wears that shirt i like, can't oh, yeah, guarantee sure. it Sleeves on. but off. it's just like people love stupid shit and when i saw that i went that'll be a bestseller 100 percent it'll be a bestseller it makes no damn sense but those are the ones that always make the money did it i is. tell
0: you what i got for my birthday as like a joke no. for my parents um so they got me a, a a face mask that is baby yoda holding a cowboys football
1: Is that custom made?
0: I don't don't know. I I saw them as like a joke on the internet, and I sent it to them, and apparently they bought it for me. It's a real thing. It's like a legit mask, and it's really well done. It's actually my new favorite mask because it's loose, but like, think about like how ridiculous and how like niche market that is. Like that's catered to me as a big Star Wars and Cowboys fan, but they had them obviously I think for all the teams, but you talk about buying ridiculous shit, I'm guilty of it, man. (laughs)
1: When that shirt is on sale in clearance, you best believe Josh is going to get that one.
0: Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, hey, you know what? Clearance is, clearance is my jam, man. That's what you do. You wait till stuff's on clearance and you buy it. And then that way you're cool because um, you're wearing it when no one else is. That makes you cool.
1: Frugal fanny
0: over there trying to fucking save a couple bucks during the pandemic. Good job. I mean, Good it's not just job. during the pandemic. I've been doing
1: that my whole life, bro. You are. You're a penny pincher, and I enjoy that part of you. It, 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 it's comical. It's well, great. Well, it's funny because Although,
0: I, hey, I pinch pennies on a lot of things, but then there are some things I don't. So it, it's, it depends on what the product is. But on clothing, I absolutely pinch pennies because I don't give a fuck as long as it works.
1: And that's why he's got an array of jerseys and great colorful men- memorabilia, folks. He's, oh, he's yeah. got a lot of shirts. All the colors of the rainbow. But here's the part that you did not talk about as much is that Lana getting kind yes. of pushed to the
0: side. Well, I that was the biggest story. She lost a match with bronzer, clearly, um, because, oh, my God, like uh, someone said it in the thread, it might have been Joe. He was like, yeah, it was Joe. Yeah. And I just I was like, OK, and I saw that and I'm like, I'll get to that later. And then I sudden I was like, dear God, like, did she legit like fill a pool with bronzer and jump in it and swim around and then come out? Because that was ridiculous. That was my takeaway.
1: What I don't understand is she has a TikTok or an Instagram video. She doesn't look that bronze in those videos. That's why so I'm saying I think she bronze. did just for Raw. It's weird. It's like, if it's so dark in there because there's not a lot of lighting that she want to be considered darker? Like, I don't understand what the logic is there. I don't you know, know man. No one else looks that bad. Just
0: saying. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler sometimes puts on the bronzer a little too thick. And then it comes off all over the ring.
1: <laughs> yeah. The Rhea Menounos is all over the place.
0: That's yeah, true. All right. Are we done with this whole yeah, gimmick where, here? Where would you like to go next? Well,
1: I'll say this much. On SmackDown, okay, the dirt sheet okay. was hilarious. Yes. was hilarious. I thought this was the first time in a long time. You might have to label this entire episode Nestle's new leaf, but we'll find out. <laughs> this was the first time in my life that I went, John Morrison is a great Ed McMahon. Holy shit. Mrs. Johnny Carson. What? He's he's not an A plus player. He doesn't he's have a B minus. He's he is a he is a background additional character to the Miz during this shit. It was I was sitting there and I was like, holy shit. He has a response for everything the Miz has, and the Miz has a response back. And again, it's because they're best friends. They've got charisma well, whatever. But like, I don't necessarily always enjoy John Morrison, clearly. I got to give it up for them because they made fun of the puppets. I thought that was a nice little gimmick there as well with the mannequin. And then they made fun of the mannequin rose. To me, mannequin rose was the best part because it was funny. And then, of course, they got talked to in a competitive match with Braun, which obviously, as I've said on Twitter, the Miz made Braun look amazing, and it somehow translated into a handicap match at Backlash. I don't know what the fuck we're doing there. So,
0: <laughs> well, okay, a couple thoughts on it. I'm glad that you're finally seeing the appeal of what the parts I enjoy about John Morrison is. I think him and the Miz are just such a good duo. You know, I love bad jokes, so I ate all that shit up. I thought they are. I think they are perfect foil for Strowman, um, not only in the ring but outside the ring. Because, like you mentioned, like the Miz, like. He is such a shit-eating heel that he can make, like, those monster babyfaces look so fucking good. And I think that's why that these guys make sense for a short-term feud. Does it make sense that we're fucking doing a handicap match or whatever at Backlash? No, but honestly, I'm all for it for many reasons. One, I enjoy the three of these guys together. Two, Otis is holding that money in the bank, and you you know for sure that that's going to have some sort of factor at Backlash, whether it's a cash-in or not. And three... This keeps Braun and Bray away from each other for at least a month, which is something that I was hoping for and that I, like, have spelled out. I think that's the biggest win here is because a lot of times in WWE it's just match, 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 and you get sick of it. But in the old days, when they were so good at, like, the interweaving storytelling, it was like they'd have a match, the loser goes away, but then you know it's going to come back. And I think that right now, if this plan continues to go the way they're executing it, I think it could be an absolute home run, home run feud going forward.
1: See, I don't know where we're going to go after this, which is good when it keeps you on your toes like that as a viewer. So I'm interested in going, okay, like to me, the logical standpoint would be Braun versus these two dopes. He beats them. Either the fiend gets involved after a celebration and Otis comes and teases, you know, scares Otis away, whatever, or Otis cashes in. Like I can see that being a thing, you know, like I, I definitely believe that there is a, portion of this being like okay because they they made a comment about you can't even you know you're not done with bray wyatt and you know ms got serious for a second and did his whole you know i had to change yada 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 thing and i think that's important because it's a it's a throwaway line unless you're sitting there as i am with my detective hat on going oh no this is not over
0: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And I think that that's something that I'm really intrigued by because, like you just mentioned, there's a millionth ways this could go, and I think that's the most exciting part of wrestling. Um, something else that I found exciting this week. You ready? I'm going to jump ship again mm-hmm. back to Raw. And um, once again, this is uh, the third week in a row, I think, but uh, the Monday Night Messiah, man. I am just eating up this new Seth Rollins. Um, Theory got the win uh, over Shimmy in the tag team match, and then Seth's post-match promo. Like, this was, again, good stuff. Telling Aleister Black to stand down or else he was going to ruin Carrillo's life. He's saying, spare him. He's He's like, I had to sacrifice Rey Mysterio. Do not make that sacrifice in vain. I love that he is just leaning into this. It is interesting. It is nice. And now next week we're having a retirement ceremony for Rey Mysterio hosted by Seth Rollins. So I am actually two guys that I'm usually not really a fan of. I'm very excited for that segment as well. Look, I mean, I don't know who thought of this Monday Night Messiah, the
1: whole thing all the way through. It's working, right, on certain levels. It's definitely working. Um, I do like, I don't know if people pay attention to this stuff or it's just me because I really nitpick and and focus in on everybody's character development. But if you watch every single time, Buddy Murphy is disgusted. Disgusted was Austin Theory from the get-go. And I was sitting there going, oh, my God they're going to fight over the love of the Monday night Messiah. Like they, they're going to end up being like somehow begrudgingly tag team champions because the Monday night Messiah will lead them to the promised land or something stupid like that. And then they're going to end up like hating each other the whole time, being an odd couple gimmick. I can see that happening. Honestly, like they have plenty of real tag teams, but for some reason on raw specifically, they get a real itch and a real burn for, uh, some, you know, smushed tag teams, I guess is the best way to say it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, it's interesting for sure, because we've obviously talked about the lack of depth in that division, but I think it's also just like, not having Seth Rollins just go out and wrestle every week I think has been so good for his character, and he has these two workhorses with him that he can more be like that, like he should be, like that overseeing, like god overlord type character, and I think when he does get back in the ring now, it'll mean more, it'll feel more special, so for me, I think that Raw is continuing, they finally figured out how to make Seth Rollins tick and like do well. And they're like dialing it back to what was it, fifteen or sixteen, when he had that run. I can't. I'm so bad with the years. But I think that this is the best Seth Rollins has been since then.
1: I don't disagree. I think that he's done a lot of great stuff in his life, and clearly he's the upper echelon. I mean, you talk about Charlotte being a you know a, a you know essential employee or whatever. That Seth was Rollins, more a joke because she's on
0: every show. <laughs>
1: right, but I understand. I'm just saying Seth Rollins would be essential on every show as well if they, if they deem so.
0: I hope not because I don't think he's as good as Charlotte. Less is more with Seth, and I think that makes him even better. Less is more with Charlotte. No. No, I mean probably, but I, honestly, um, I'm enjoying this a lot because, you know, part of it How is – How many times can you parade those flotation devices out? Hey, I mean you're the one looking at him. if you're noticing them. I'm just – I just – I just woo. Woo! Probably just uh, all right. Motivated. Let's move on. What else you got? Um, I will say this. Um, we're big uh, Monday night rerun guys here, but uh, I thought the segment between the Iconics and Bliss Cross at least sold me on a rematch. Um, I thought their promos were effective, especially you know Nikki kind of losing it when they were picking on her, and then there was a nice beatdown. I thought the Iconics got their shit back, and uh, you know we always make the jokes about Monday night rerun, but I'm good with another run of this one. Next, okay. Um, I also uh. I'm going to get to this now because I don't have much other shine, but uh, you want to talk some golf, baby? You want to talk some okay. golf? Is
1: this, I'm, asking, I'm asking because I feel like this is going to teeter into the heat at some point. Oh, I think it will. But Do, yeah. Is there anything else on the show that you want to talk about? That, that
0: No, I want to talk about baby? this. I want to talk about right, this first, and then you can transition us. How about that?
1: Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this into fucking oblivion, but go ahead. Cause, um, I
0: Because I like, I like the idea of this segment. Um, it, I don't think it was as good as it could have been for what it was, especially given what happened on Sunday. I get they're probably trying to capitalize off that, but I think they just could have done more. I will say, I the turkey leg stuff, like our boy Ray Ray said in the thread, like I appreciated that. It made me laugh. It once again is giving like those layers to the Vikings characters and like showing that they really can't succeed in comedy. I thought everyone's outfits in this segment were super hot fire. I enjoyed that. Um, I like the Gator jokes because, you know, that's always a big golf thing, especially since they're down in Florida. And the one thing that I did take away from this, though, is that they now have a scoreboard, which means we're getting, like, a series. And I'm all for that because they're just – I just – next week, even if something is bad, like, I don't – I think this is probably the weakest of the three by far. But I just – I like that this is a thing and I'm enjoying it because I think all four of these guys are just doing such a good job in this role. And I think it's going to be good for their careers going forward because Vince is looking at these four guys now and being like, all four of these guys have extreme versatility and I can use them however I want. And I think that's good for them in the long run because that means they're always going to have a purpose for being on the show, which I think is good for tag team wrestling. Go ahead. Well, first off, for those of you that don't know,
1: JC and WrestleMania play a lot of golf together. We are on a team uh, at least once a year. Uh, we take golf. We, 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 we are leisurely with how we play, but we take it very seriously. Um, so that's, that's the whole thing. But it is what it is. However, you know, for other people that don't know, my dad was a golf professional for over 40 years. So I've been having, you know, I've had to play golf since I was three years old, folks. So this one was a little bit more nitpickier than most. I mean for god's sake they didn't even take the
0: goddamn flag out of the goddamn Well, you can't hole. do that right now in I went golfing last they weekend. They touched the they touched the flag. I know you're not supposed to. That was a broken rule, but right now no flags are coming out of any holes. So They
1: were also they also on their backswing they were they were touching the sand which you're not supposed to do. That's a two stroke penalty just throwing that out there. That's no big fucking oh deal. I understand nobody knows how to play golf or whatever. But here's the other thing too. Like we get into this whole thing. They do the golf, and they get kicked out. They go to mini golf. And then, of course, uh, you want to talk about a Monday Night Rerun. They've already done the Ivar cute joke again. We're doing this whole thing. You from- said you Friday. liked
0: it, so they gave you more no, of I- it. It's a running gag. You love running no, gags. here's You know what's going to end up happening? Hippocrat. You know what's going to end up
1: happening? Here's, here's the difference. They're going to do it next week in bowling, and some guy's going to say that Eric is cute. And I is going to look at him like, really? Okay. And then that's going to be, that's, that's the end of the joke. That's the joke of three comedies. Other than that, get it over with it. It, it was like, okay, we got one more. We got one more somebody's cute joke and we're done with it. That's what I'm telling you. It better be done after that. But here's, here's, here's really the big, big thing for me and what it gets stuck in my crop. First week, they do this whole thing with basketball and the, the street prophets do their thing but they make it seem as if that, you know, the Viking Raiders were basically letting them win. And then the next week, they do the axe-throwing thing, but then they make it seem like the Street Profits were just fucking around the whole time and letting them win. and But it didn't really seem like anybody really won. Then after this one, there's a fucking scoreboard, and I'm just like, wait a minute. They have not said in either, any three of these segments, I guess maybe the third one more than any, but they didn't make any sense in terms of like, you won, but you didn't really win. So no, you won. At
0: the beginning of this segment, they did. They said, you won last week, we won the one before, so this is like the one to put it. They did reference it this week. No, I know, but it just seems so... So, like, it's hanging on by a Well, because I don't don't think they planned on making this a long-term thing. I think they've just looked at it and been like, this is something that's standing out. These guys have momentum. Like, people want more. So, it just made sense to do it like this. It's called adjusting on the fly, Nestlemania. These are all good things. Get out of your fucking nitpicky zone and appreciate the greatness of the effort and the entertainment, quite frankly. All I'm saying is, Look, all I'm saying is there's entertainment value there. Just don't attach a goddamn scoreboard because it's erroneous. Oh, it's erroneous. stop it. It is not erroneous. You're erroneous. It's erroneous. No, you're erroneous. No, the whole goddamn program is erroneous. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I feel like I, I, just, don't like it. In a while. I just don't
1: like a the scoreboard. They nobody keeps score. It's yeah, just, we,
0: it's nobody keeps score. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We live in a competitive world, Mr. Nestlemania. We keep scoring our fucking predictions now. Everyone keeps score.
1: That's true. And who's on top almost? Yeah, I won. Um, uh, what did I win? You got two I win?
0: fluke wins, but uh, guess what? What did I win? I won the predictions I I won every that. single time nothing, in the history right. of this program before we started keeping score, just so people know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit your bitching. You're only as good as your last one, bud. Anyway, let's
0: move on. All right. Well, uh, should we go to the heat, or do you have more shine? Or I guess that was kind of teetering. but I No, guess... that was. The, they... Get him off my TV. It's all over, baby. Okay. Well, you never, we never made the noise, so it wasn't official. Now it's official. What pissed now you off official. the most this week?
1: Well, that was one of them, but really what Eh. I can, I can feel how I want to feel. Damn it. Yeah. Well, you can't, (laughs) I, I I will say, I will say this much, this, this Monday night raw specifically was Monday night fucking promo. Like there was like, I'm not even going to, maybe I should count, but there is like, I think close to 14 to 15 promos story that they had week.
0: story time. Baby. But there was
1: like, there was like maybe three and four matches on this thing. Oh, no, an I hour, agree. Or, it was very hard to it fast was like, forward.
0: Very hard to fast forward this week.
1: It was hard on me as a viewer because I was just like, like there were certain pockets of things that made me giggle. Like when they had the Apollo cruise match and then they had Garza talking about sex. That would be a comparison <laughs> to a match. Like that made me giggle. And I'm like, okay, that was a little in the, in, you know, inside baseball, whatever, that's fine. But then like, you know, you have Charlotte have like three fucking, you know, promos, sure which was five. unnecessary and whatever. And then, you know, they the, VIP, the VIP thing was fine. You know, Greatness. But here's here's the other thing. Like Natty had a promo. Then Liv had a fucking promo. Like, it's just like it's just so many people are just like jam packed into these things where I'm just like, OK, Edge had a promo. We didn't really talk about that. Yeah, because I fell asleep
0: during it. Here's the thing. I love Edge promos, but he needs to fucking tighten it up, bro. That was legit like a 10-minute promo. I zoned out. I just, that's too long. I don't care how good you are and how amazing you are. Like, no one can hold my attention for that amount of time when it's just like you win a single shot like in a dark room. Sorry, bro. Keep it short and sweet. He's got to tighten it up. I know they pay you by the minute, so you want to maximize that as dollar-dollar bills, baby, for when you're there. But good fucking lord, dude. Tighten it up. Did I lose you? Nestle. Nestle. What happened? I'm here. Sorry, I'm here. Okay. Um, yes, you can just respond to that. I wrote down the time code. Okay. Was it the Edge thing? Yeah, the Edge thing. Okay. Okay. So not only did you have the promo
1: there with Edge, but then you get also to the fact where you have You have, let me see, we already talked about Liv, we already talked about Natty, I'm pretty sure. But, like, you get those promos. Then Drew has a promo backstage for getting something in the locker room, clearly wanting to stay to the main event. And then we had our truth and then we had Gronkowski. (laughs) And here's the part. Somebody should have told Gronkowski to keep the goddamn shades on because staring at a goddamn cue card made him look like an idiot. Gronkowski is known specifically for how outrageous he is and how stupid he is and how many things he does is goofy. But, like, having him read a cue card, that's what Bret the Hitman Hart had the sunglasses on for, folks. He did not like cutting promos and looking into a camera. And either, I don't know, if WWE sent him something he had to say or whatever. But God damn it. Gronkowski. Get him off my television. I never thought I'd say this. But get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV.
0: Yeah, does anyone care about this Gronk R-Truth 24-7 thing? Because I don't. I was hoping to just go away forever. But uh, this is just not interesting. I miss Riddick Moss. How about that? What happened to that guy? Riddy Mo? What happened to the Vink? Yeah, I don't... I So, I've heard rumors about um, the reason why those four guys are off TV, but I don't want to speculate because that would be unfair. But, uh, yeah. Because they have the corona. Yeah, that's the rumor is that one of them uh, might be sick. I don't know if it's with corona, but there's something. I don't know if it's sickness or injury. Like I said, I don't want to speculate, but that is what I oh. have heard.
1: Also rolling it back to, to edge we have rick flair cutting a pre-recorded <laughs> comment about about the greatest wrestling match that's ever going to take place because he's the greatest wrestler of all time and whatever time. and then he picks randy orton because duh why wouldn't you but it's just i'm not even i when maybe when you start taking over and going on a tangent i'm going to count how many promos were on raw but good god damn it jc it was i went and went I, I i was sitting there going wow there is no wrestling on this program and the part that made me kind of giggle was that they finally had a crowd, which we'll talk about later. But it was just odd. Like, it it was just odd to not have wrestling on the show when you had a crowd for once. That's
0: well, all. I think they just, because obviously they had the big announced matches. You had the triple threat match. Um, and they did have the main, of, like, I think they had more than you think. But I think it was what really is that first hour, I think there was one match and it was all promos. And I think it was just, yes, I think there was a multitude of them. I think some of them were short. But, yeah, it did it definitely for sure. I, th- I think, though, that overall it helped the show move a little better because I was kind of – normally I don't start raw to like ten fifteen because sometimes I can just fly through it because you got all these like 45-minute tag matches that I just fucking fly through because they'd never mean anything because they don't keep records or do anything important until the end of the match. Um, but I think with this week I started it like a, I think a half hour behind it. I didn't really catch up till the third hour because it just – there wasn't a lot for me to just fly through. And I think that was like – just the, like having a lot of things I think helped it move, but I do agree. Like, it probably was a little too much, but I think it's something where they need to find that balance between like, just filling time with matches and these promos. I think this is closer to more of what I prefer, though, than just long, boring matches. But hey, who knows? We'll see what they do going forward. I do think that this is probably just like a, a once-in-a-while type of thing, and hopefully I've stalled enough here for you to count.
1: You had, get this, four matches on Raw.
0: Yeah. That's, what was that's it. The it. triple threat. There was the Lashley tag team match. There was the Rollins boys tag team match. And then what was the match in US the first title. hour? The U.S. title. So they, like, That's it. I mean, the, they had the two big advertised ones, and they just had two, like, tags with, like, big-time players. But, yeah, they haven't – I think this is the second week in a row with no jobber matches on Raw, if I'm correct, after we had, like, six of Raw for a while there.
1: It's true. I'm yeah. I'm trying to count, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll tell you once you go off another tangent again how many promos there are. But it is like I'm not exaggerating. I think it's up into the high teens. Like yeah. it is, it is unnecessarily long. But well, I mean, why is
0: three hours if they, you know? So it's there's going to either be too much wrestling or too much promos. So uh, pick your poison, bro.
1: It's true, it's true. But four matches? That's not that's not great. But anything, let's move on. Here's just the other thing that I want to talk about. Yes, they've got the greatest match ever now on Backlash. Does that mean? that the greatest match ever is gonna be the last match of the night because they're gonna just make Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre somewhere on the undercard like that doesn't make any sense to me because if it's not like you've kind of shoehorned yourself into something here right like you've clearly I, you, you've uh, you've talked about it last week that you smell a rat it's clearly not gonna be a, you know an ending ending but there's something about this that makes me feel like what the fuck are we doing
0: yeah I think or- Edge Orton is gonna be um The main event, because I don't think Braun, Miz and Morrison can be a main event. It's just handicap match is a weird main event in general. That match we think is going to be a lot more like goofiness than probably an actual match. And then Lashley McIntyre, if I thought this was a one off, maybe, but I just have a feeling there's going to be some sort of schmozzy finish that people aren't going to love. So I think it makes a lot of sense to put Edge and Orton on last if it's going to be this big event like they're building it up for. So, yeah, I do think that will be the main event of Backlash.
1: Uh sorry, you are correct. However, I have to go back and edit. Uh, there was a fifth match. It was KO versus Garza for 4 minutes. Oh yeah, that's I forgot, I
0: about forgot that like Garza beat him too.
1: Yeah. And we didn't even really talk about it. It was just it was labeled a competitive match cuz it was over 3 minutes, but it was like 4 minutes I think that I uh they flagged that down. But What are again, your thoughts on him picking up what, the win though?
0: Cuz was obviously expect... a big win. KO, that's his first loss in a while, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's a big that's a big win for Garza. I feel like Garza is going to have to be the person that goes after Paulo Cruz now. I think that that's probably the person that has to eat the feet, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, but you know, they're giving him something. I mean, he, he look. we, we ask for new people. We ask for three dimensional characters. I mean, he really checks a lot of boxes in a lot of different ways, but in that way, for me, I think he's new, he's good and he, he's different and he makes me giggle. So you know what? It's okay.
0: Yeah, no, I don't disagree with a lot of that stuff. I think like his charisma is there's so much potential there. And I just, I, I think he eats up, uh, the screen time when he's on it. So I think that, uh, the future is bright for one Angel Garza. Um, we haven't really talked about the uh, Intercontinental Tournament from this week, uh, where Jeff Hardy beat Sheamus and AJ Styles beat Nakamura. And we also learned that AJ Styles is now a permanent member of the blue brand. He has been traded for a player to be named later. Next. Not who fan. cares? I actually see. So the reason why I didn't think Styles would advance is because I didn't. I said the only way he wins is if he's going to stay on SmackDown. And now that he's there, I think that it makes a lot of sense for him to probably win this tournament. And I, you know, we obviously agree that he did his best work as part of the SmackDown brand in WWE. Um, I just think there's a lot of mouse to feed on that brand. So I'm curious to see who gets flipped to Raw. I've been pretty adamant that I want Baron Corbin on Raw. So that would be my hope there is that's the trade. But who knows? Last time, the only other trade we had was uh, when Brock Lesnar got traded from uh, SmackDown to Raw. Uh, SmackDown got Bliss Cross in the deal, so um, not sure. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Uh, two of them are champions right now, and one isn't. And uh, two of them show up every week, and one doesn't. Except for they've been on the show they got traded from every week. But I digress. You know, I bet you
1: collect, I bet you collectively for five years they wouldn't make what Brock Lesnar
0: makes in a year. Oh fuck no! Hell no! Did you Like you see Brock Lesnar shit, man? That guy. I mean, who good for him. I mean, he deserves it. I, you, His track you, you slightly, you, you slightly cut out
1: for a second, so it sounded like you said, "You ever seen Brock Lesnar shit, man?" Woo, <laughs> and I was just like,
0: "Woo." I mean, I'm sure that would be a sight, but I'm uh, I'm good. I'm not really into that.
1: Oh, by the way, on your tangent, 18 promos on Raw. Damn. To five matches, five matches, 18 promos, five matches, folks. That's a, not even half. That's, that's a, not even a third. It's good that's ratio. That's close to four times as much, folks. It's a good ratio. No, you should have a two to one ratio of promos to matches, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, want, that, that's what I want.
0: Yeah, yeah. It didn't bother me as much as it did for you. Like Get I said, they do it every that. week. They do it every week. It'll bother me, but I think for this week, I didn't mind it.
1: Let's go to let's go to Friday Night Roll Up. I mean SmackDown, where we have <laughs> Bailey, Bailey wins by accident, underhandedly, sort of, kind of, and then of course, in a really good match, that wins in the Roll Up, Party wins. And he advances into the IC Championship that we talked about. I don't think Hardy versus Sheamus is over. I think we're clearly just getting there. I think Sheamus is going to cost Hardy, so we get AJ Styles probably versus Elias in the final. No,
0: bro, no, AJ sorry. Styles, no, no, no. Daniel
1: Bryan, bro. Think that, that's what it is. AJ Styles. That's Daniel the Bryan. Match. Excuse me, I forgot about the brackets. For my boy across the pond, Mr. Greenwood, it's time to get boned up in the finals because if it's Daniel Bryan versus uh, AJ Styles, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to wear like eight towels over yourself when you watch that match. So
1: It's true. you ever see like the, the South Park
0: guy with his hands
1: <laughs> off on the computer? That'll be me. That'll be me. It's true. For sure. Look, look, I can make fun of myself. It's fine. I, I get it. Sometimes I, I talk out of turn, but you know, this one is true. I, I am a Daniel Bryan guy. I'm an AJ Styles guy. And this is like a ring of honor. If they give him 20 minutes, which would be great. To me, that's that's the
0: threshold. 20 minutes is good. That's the match, I think, to kick off Backlash. I think it's those two. You hit fucking Daniel Bryan's music. You let those two motherfuckers go and set the tone.
1: Anything over 25 minutes
0: to me is for I can't do it. I can't do it. It doesn't keep my attention. So, that's what it is. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything else here, or should we get hopeful? Uh, You know what? Let's get hopeful. Glorious! You are my only hope, and uh, you teased yours, so kick us off, Chief.
1: Very simple. I never thought in the the, thousand stars that I would do this. But when I was watching on Monday, it made me kind of giggle that Natty was having a promo, took her phone call in the middle of a promo, and her husband was bombarding her about throwing a fit and talking to her about what she had done last week. Last week, she threw the set uh, when she lost her matchup. And this week, she said she had apologized in the promo previously, and then she had another promo. And her husband was basically telling her to cut the shit, whatever, and hung up. She gets back over, and Charlie's like, "As a Charlie or Kayla? Somebody said, I'm sorry, we're out of time. And she she looked like she wanted to throw a hissy fit again, but she did not. Here's what I'm thinking. Nobody cares about Natty. Not one person thinks that Natty is going to be the upper echelon anymore. She's very good. She's there for a reason. She's, She's great to help people get where they need to go. She will always have a place. She's amazing in the ring. But she's just, she's not the, she's not the top tier. She's that auxiliary player kind of thing, which none of us really care about when she's on our screen, which is unfortunate. However, when I was watching this, I thought to myself, okay, they went out of their way to have her pick up the phone for some reason. They went out of the way to have her husband call her, which is even more of a reason. Now we know her husband and her live in Florida. And this is what I'm going to say. If Natty is so boring and Natty is so bland and so two dimensional sometimes, I am going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to throw my big-ass task out into the ocean and hope I catch a big, fat fish with this hope. And I'm going to say that TJ Wilson makes his return to wrestling as a business associate-slash-manager for his wife. And she turns heel, and he somehow guides her into being somewhat watchable, charisma, whatever you want to talk about, on camera, and wins a championship somewhere down the line.
0: Interesting. Uh, We do know that uh, that wouldn't be hard for him to do because he uh, is one of the producers actually backstage for the woman segment. So, uh, yeah, he could write himself in uh, easy enough. I'll take that as a good job. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I do want to hit on something quickly because when you were talking about Natty, I, re- I just, like, what came to the revelation is that she's essentially the female Dolph Ziggler. And I think uh, if we're talking UFC forms, uh, terms, excuse me, now that I'm a big UFC guy because of quarantine, uh, Natty and Dolph Ziggler, I would uh, refer to them as the gatekeepers of the main roster. Uh, those are the people you face when you come in. They get you where you need to be. So, uh, yeah, just a little side note there to show off my uh, new UFC knowledge. I'm
1: sure you'll go back and watch everything else. I mean, hey, whatever.
0: Uh, well, do I do a hope? Shit. Um, so Yeah, do you have a hope? I do. I kind of thought of one while you were uh, talking, kind of. Uh, my creativity, uh, not great this week, but my hope's pretty simple. I don't want Elias to win the fucking tournament and become champion. So my hope is that Elias loses. I hope he get AJ Bryan. That'd be great. Be a great match. But, yeah, my hope is fuck Elias uh, in your terms. Get him off my TV, bro.
1: Get Hasht- him off of your television. Yeah, you really G-Z don't
0: knows, like true. I like Elias as a heel and when there's a crowd. But right now he's a babyface, and there's no crowd, so fuck him.
1: Uh, just real quickly, something else that is not a hope or a comeback or anything. Just something that got squeezed in here. Do you ever notice when the, the, uh, they're doing these random uh, forgotten Zuns promos that are clearly forgotten because we didn't put them in the shine or heat? And they do this weird thing at the end where they don't salute because they're Marines. They do this like weird indigestion over the heart thing like they pound their chest every time I see it I think to myself they're just one thing away from pepto Bisbal. like they just they just look like they're all having heart attacks or heartburn or something like who thought that was a good idea like it just there's so many things about the like there's so many things that happen on this show that I'm just like somebody's trying stuff and I applaud you for trying but some of these things just make no, no goddamn sense not one thing makes any goddamn sense So that's all I want to say about
0: that. Well, my My reaction to that is that when that promo aired, I was probably on my phone because I don't think I've ever actually, like, stared at the television when they've been cutting a promo like that. I think I just listen to it and hear the weird music, and then when it stops, I think I look up. So yeah, uh, don't call it a comeback. They've been here for years. It is not going to go to the Forgotten Sons. My comeback this week is going to go to people in the crowd on Raw. Um, since this started, uh, something I've hoped for is that you have some superstars or some sort of like people like in the crowd. Exactly what AEW has been doing to kind of liven up the matches a little bit. Uh, It's part of the reason why I think Britt Baker has gotten herself so much uh, over is because of her work in the crowd, interacting with people during matches. WWE did take it a step farther by putting up the plexiglass, and they have uh, all the NXT superstars uh, standing only but all separated, which I think is probably smarter because I do sometimes when I watch AEW get a little uncomfortable with how many people are close to each other and touching. Even though I know they're like testing all that, I still kind of get kind of like – It's weird now, like, the new normal is that, like, when people touch, like, you get uncomfortable just because of this whole fucking ordeal. Hopefully we can get past it soon, but, uh, you know, it obviously was a different type of look. I know you have thoughts on it, but I think it was just nice to have some fucking scenery uh, and some noise in those uh, empty arenas that aren't so empty anymore plexiglass yeah, it's lo- a thing I love that it. it's safe bro it's safety for the wrestlers so people can't those fucking unwashed masses can't spit or touch or infect any of our superstars
1: you do realize that it's airborne right it can go up and over it can do other things uh, that, not, a, bro you know,
0: not with the plexiglass that high they'd really have to go up and over bro this so is like a fucking problems. it's not like a fucking bird It just it would go straight into the glass listen listen gravity's turned on okay Okay. You done? No. <laughs> we'll continue. Do your business. Uh, I don't You're always to. done. I'm never done. You're done. I've never I've never you're always finished. done. I've never finished in my life.
1: Josh, you're done. You're done. Just stop.
0: Just stop. Who the fuck is look,
1: Josh? Look, I'll i have to say this. It's plexiglass is a nice little it's a nice little thing. I appreciate it. I think it's a smart move. I think it's definitely something that is great. So I'm going to go down two roads here. One is having the NXT people there, which we'll talk about in a second. But the one thing I wanted to say very quickly about the plexiglass, as the Joe Stopper had said in our thread, it's a weird glare. I hope they work that out when they see like, I think it's kind of odd looking. Um, I would say that there are certain things that make me kind of nervous because it's like, okay, um, are they going to have fans actually standing in different spots? Because fans aren't going to care about where they are six feet away from each other. Like they don't care about that shit. They'll stand together. Like how do you? You don't really know specifically where people are going to be. And let's be honest, because we, you know, we work in sports and you still currently do. But like we know that asshole fans are gonna bang on that fucking glass.
0: They're gonna break the fucking window.
1: <laughs> They're gonna break the fucking window. Excuse me. <laughs> and that's what I thought about the, the whole time. Is like, it, like in Ring of Honor, at least they had the things on the guardrail that they could bang to like get Chance going and doing everything. But imagine how annoying that's going to be for the commentators if there's people behind them banging on the fucking glass. Well, here's the thing. They're going to they're, they're going to lose their shit. They're going to lose their shit every week. That banging on the glass is going to be so loud. They're going to tell people if you bang on the glass you're going to get thrown yeah, out. That's that, what they're going to do. Go. That's what but it is. That, they're going to throw but, people but,
0: out. They're not going to let that happen. Like, plus right now everything's taped anyway, so those that will get edited out, but those motherfuckers start banging on the glass, they will be thrown out so quickly. And I think the thing with NXT, they'll be put on a fucking list to be like you're never coming back, so I don't think people are that stupid.
1: I'm just telling you right now that I think if they should be able to bang on the glass because it would give that sense of, like, holy shit, anything can happen and, like, people can get crazy. Like, to me, it seems too sterile. You know what I mean? Like, you go to a doctor's office now or you go to, like, you go anywhere and they're going to have plexiglass up. I, I get it. But it's just, like it, like, it makes it seem like there's such a barrier between people that yeah, I would at least, like, in you know? No, no, no. no. no, 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 no I'm Fly not saying the there curve, shouldn't bro. be. I'm just, I'm not saying that I'm saying that the plexiglass is necessary, but I would like to see people be able to bang on it and have some fun. Cause that's what makes hockey fun. Sometimes is to see the crowd get like up in the face and screaming at people. And like, the, then the WWE wrestlers can actually interact with them closer and make jokes with them. They could, You could have, like, imagine if you're sitting in the crowd, J.C., you're in the front row. Mandy Rose could come right up to the plexiglass where you are and kiss the glass and make it believe that she's kissing you, even though she never really that did. That would be or
0: disgusting, Rick- Nestle, because you don't know who's touched that glass. I'm just saying. I don't want Mandy saying. to get COVID. Oh, my
1: God. You think
0: those things aren't clean?
1: They're probably um, clean everything. I, I
0: would guess if you're going to have fucking those grubby fucking mouth breathers banging on the glass. I don't want nobody touching that with their mouth.
1: Look, all I'm saying is you should be able to interact with the crowd. Yeah, and, it and seems still, like, you
0: can't interact with the crowd, but they don't need to bane on the fucking glass. Look, look,
1: it's fine. You're they ridiculous. need to bang on the glass. No, they don't fans, need to bane on, need to on to shit.
0: Have fun. Yeah, they can have plenty of fun. They get to go to a live wrestling event again. That should be fun enough. They can woo and cheer for Charlotte when she's on every show. Sure,
1: exactly. So here's the other thing, too, that it was odd to me. Plexiglass, there's not going to be a lot of run-in sneak that are
0: going to be happening, huh? Uh, like, well, as you saw no this way- week at the end of Raw, they kind of called them and they ran around. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things that's different, but I think for us to reach the next step, if you truly want fans back in the arena, this is a necessity. I got my fucking oil change the other day, and at the fucking Ford place, they had these giant plexiglass things I could barely reach the fucking card reader to pay. So it's just it's it's a fact of life, it's a way of life and it's going to be a way of life for uh frankly probably a long time. So I think we're just going to have to get used to it. It's a new normal, bro. You got to adapt. You got to evolve. What did Triple H say? Evolution. You got to evolve or die, baby. And right now we got to evolve adapt or, or perish. Else we're literally adapt or perish. Literally yeah. going to die. <laughs> adapt or perish. Yeah, also
1: very quickly, um the NXT people wearing WWE Raw or SmackDown shirts Lovely. to me is like it's one step above the impact zone. It it looks oh like just people uh, that are randomly part of a video game. Yeah, who it's just cares? Awful. It's just awful. Uh, it looks see awful.
0: fucking other wrestlers. Like Dolph Ziggler's been wearing old fucking Zack Ryder's uh, it's merch. Not who no, cares, I'm saying, bro.
1: I'm, you're just no, you're making you're the an, shit that you you're get making like, an erroneous.
0: No, no the shit that you get so fired up about is so fucking pointless, and nobody cares. God, listen, you're just like. Listen. I need to find something to nitpick. You stay up all night. You're studying this. It's like, what is something that I can do to poke a hole in this? Ooh, ooh, this guy's wearing a Kevin Owens shirt, but he's an NXT superstar. He's probably not a fan of Kevin Owens.
1: All I'm saying is, Nerd. it's sterile. It's sterile. Yeah, it's it should be sterile. We should all be sterile right now. No, I'm no. I'm saying there's no. There's no <laughs> raw. There's no. There's not what I'm saying. If there's, you want no a raw? You want a Jennifer raw? Class. Oh my oh, god! Oh Jesus Christ! All right, let's move on. Let's. Who's your going. comeback, bro? My comeback goes to Apollo Crews. The man wins the United States Championship after 11 years. Well done. This was his last hope, I think. And literally, if he didn't win this one, I think it was, like we said, it's all over. So at least he bought himself some time. He's not on the unemployment line or a furlough or anything like that. He's got some, at least a little bit longer legs. So good for him.
0: I will say this, Nestle, this is probably your best comeback ever because this was probably my shiniest moment of the week because – there's nothing I love more I brought it up when Braun first won the IC title and you see it pretty much most of the time when people win their first title or like someone like McIntyre's like winning or Kofi winning like when you see the emotion on their face and realize how real it is to them because it is finally validation for their hard work especially a guy like Apollo Crews who has been through it man in WWE like he has he has seen it all and none of it most of it not good like that to me like that's part of the reason why I love wrestling is because you get these moments. And even though the buildup and everything, all this is like predetermined, the moments are real. And I just, I felt it with him, man. I was happy. I was very happy for him.
1: It was a good moment. It was a good moment. And
0: I will not make him a Nestle guy because I don't want him to lose his championship next mean, week, so. the, the reason why he's had such a rough go is because he was a Nestle guy, but I digress. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: All right, let's get to the big finish. One two three ding ding ding. You
1: forgot what a maneuver.
0: Oh yeah, what a maneuver! Um, the only thing that I, off the top of my head, remember is booked for next week is the Mysterio retirement ceremony. But I'm sure. Oh, there's probably the IC matches on SmackDown. Uh, who do you think's gonna win those? Styles Brian. Uh,
1: I mean, clearly, I really hope it's Styles and Brian. If yeah. it's not, it's gonna be a, a. If it's Elias, we're all gonna jump if off. If it's the
0: Elias, room. Jeff Hardy, that'll be the worst match of all time. I mean, you can't really set up
1: Sami Zayn to eventually come back and win that thing unless it's going to be a good baby face. I think this is going to be the chance for AJ Styles to win this thing and it'd be a baby face, honestly. Like, I just. I don't see anything else going on right now with AJ Styles, and this is probably a, a, an identifiable character change for him going forward.
0: Yeah, and I think if you look at SmackDown, I think there's a lot of baby faces, especially in that mid-card, that could have some really good feuds with him and possibly elevate themselves. Um, so I think in the short term, he could be a great heel, and then, like you said, when Sammy does come back. Uh, may, I, honestly, though, I think it could be a switch for Sammy to go back to babyface because I just think them taking the title away from him – Makes him that relatable figure, so I think that's something to look out for as well.
1: You never know, you yeah. never know. I, I mean, think they got options, they, just, they, keep, they definitely have options on SmackDown. I think SmackDown, to me, the far superior show in terms of the, at least the wrestling, so, yeah. No, I think which we, has always been.
0: We, I think we agree. I, th- I think a lot of my favorite characters on SmackDown, but I think, like we've talked about the last couple of weeks, Raw has done a better job, I think, as a show. Um, except for I know you, you weren't as big of a fan this week, but I just think overall, since WrestleMania. Raws had a much different feeling where SmackDown's been kind of carried by like one or two feuds. So, yeah, that's
1: a good point. Very good
0: point. Uh, do you have anything else so, for us? Uh, should we? Yes, about- I wanted to bring. I wanted
1: to bring up very quickly for uh, Double or Nothing that the Stampede, uh, the Stadium Stampede match was my favorite thing ever, and wow. I it, it it made me it made me feel better about watching wrestling in the pandemic. Honestly, I thought. This was right up there with the Firefly Funhouse match and the Boneyard match. I thought this was awesome. I know Cap's going to peel off because we're talking about AEW. No, he loves but...
0: AEW, bro. That's his favorite show.
1: Oh, yeah? He doesn't like NXT. Oh, okay. I'm telling you right now. AEW, go watch this. Thing. It's 40 minutes. It's long. That was the only negative I had of it. It was too long, in my opinion. But they kept everybody safe. They did it a different way. They had a lot of fun. And I thought the stadium stampede to me was probably just as good as the Firefly Funhouse or Boneyard. And it was with 10 people in a hilarious way, in a serious way, having a fun time, forgetting, you know, and that's the part we watch wrestling boards to go, you know, take your cares away, folks. And uh, I can't overstate it enough. If you've got 40 minutes and you want to watch an increment to do that, but go on YouTube, watch the stadium stampede. Cause Kenny Omega looked good. Matt Hardy was amazing. Sammy Gravado was amazing in Sammy's that match. The MVP. Chris Jericho. Sammy's the MVP of that match and MVP of this entire feud. Hangman had an amazing moment with the horse as well as the bar. I mean, they literally went everywhere inside of a stadium. It was just so much fun. Even Jack Hager had a good time. Like, you could just tell people were having a good time. People were broken off section by section, although it was pre-recorded, no big deal, because they made everybody, you know, do a safe bit here and here and here and here and there. And that was what had happened. And the, I thought the ending was amazing. Like, I thought it was crescendoed perfectly. I just wish it was quicker, you know, overall the match. But seeing a wrestling ring at the 50-yard line of a giant stadium is a cool cool thing to see.
0: Yeah, no, I think this match that was an absolute home run. I did think you hyper us a little bit by saying it was your favorite thing ever. But uh, I get it in the moment. Um, but I did. Like, like you said, I enjoyed it a lot. It didn't feel that long to me, honestly. If you would have asked me what it was, I'd probably say 25 minutes. But I think part of it is you hit it on the head. Is like there's 10 guys in the match, so... I think it's okay to have something go longer because there was just so much variety in it. They had so many good predetermined spots. And like you said, the ending, I think, was just that beautiful capper uh, to a chocolate bar on top because I don't put cherries on top because no one likes fucking cherries. So you put a me on top? Uh, I don't know if I'd put a Nestle Crunch on top, but... Okay. It is what
1: it is. So, did you, so you enjoyed it, yeah? Yeah, I
0: loved it. I lo- I honestly, I okay. loved all of Double or Nothing. I... I uh, was able. To, I was watching it live. I only cut out a few times. I won't tell you how I was watching it, but I was. But I thought overall, I thought they did a fantastic job. If I would have spent money on that pay-per-view, I would have thought it was worth it. I think they just, from top to bottom, there were, maybe there was a couple that weren't great, but I thought overall, like, it was just a really good card. I loved the moment for Sheeta winning the title. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, and I think they had a lot of fun matches uh, on the way to get to the Stadium Stampede, which was just a beautiful moment, so. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, I will say the worst match on the card, uh, what do you, what would you say it was? Because I'm curious. I can tell you right now
1: I haven't actually watched all okay. the matches on the card. So the only ones yes. that I saw were the ladder, the ladder match and, and the uh, stadium stampede, which I enjoyed the, cra- the crash and burn, love the ladder match. I actually enjoyed – well, I didn't understand it because it seemed kind of stupid to me to have like a two-minute interval in a ladder match when anybody could just grab the ladder without even anybody being entered into the thing. Like, I would have preferred that you couldn't grab the ladder until everybody was entered into the match. But, I mean, that's really just, like, I don't know. I'm probably nitpicking at no, that point. I, time, I actually just seemed, I
0: agree with you there. It's a weird rule.
1: It is. It was nice to see something different. I appreciated that they grabbed a giant poker chip. Like, that was cool and everything. Taz with Brian Cage. I love Taz. I'm not a huge fan of Brian Cage, so it's just like, yeah, whatever. But it is what it is. I thought the match was kind of sloppy. I mean, a lot of matches are, but there was a lot of excitement. I mean, Joey Janela did a great job. Um, I thought Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian kind of held everything down for a long time. So I mean, there are a lot of you know Luchasaurus. I I do want to see Luchasaurus versus Brian Cage. I think Luchasaurus, as much as everybody jokes about the haha of Luchasaurus, there's a legit star there. I think if done correctly and taken seriously, and I'm I'm always a big proponent of watching Luchasaurus because I think he's just he's he's just like a freak of nature. He really
0: is. Yeah, no, he's, he definitely is. And that match, I think, was a lot of fun. I'll give a quick rundown of the rest uh, since we talked about it. I think uh, the first match you should watch, absolutely, is MJF Jungle Boy. Um, I've always been kind of, I've always loved MJF since the start, but I've always been like, why don't I see enough of him wrestle? I don't actually know if he can wrestle. But I think his last few matches, like, he is really, really good. And I've seen him get better and better. And I think him and Jungle Boy was a beautiful match. It might have honestly been the best, like, one on one match on the card. Uh, to be honest, so I recommend that. And then Cody Lance Archer was a fantastic match. I didn't really love the ending because they really schmozzed it up with the old guys, and it it took the focus out of the two athletes in the ring who put on an incredible story and match, which I get it. I was okay with the story with Jake the Snake and uh, Arn Anderson and Mike Tyson, but I just thought, like, three geriatrics kind of did kill the match for me of making it the best part of the card. And I will say the part that I enjoyed the least was... Uh, I did not enjoy Moxley very much. I didn't enjoy the build up. I didn't think the match was anything good. So I hope we're moving on from that real quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it, but I don't think you know they they give Vody Lee an, an, a a chance. I guess it's probably the best way to stay at it's an opportunity, soon. which is fine. Too soon, but I think it's yeah. I think there there's not a lot of like John Moxley had such a great like kind of like entrance into AEW and then had like a good feud with Jericho and then eventually won like there's a lot of big like rush to that. And now we're kind of like the, like where do we go from here moment with that? Cause they're so busy with the TNT championship. They're busy with the elite getting their stuff in. They had to re basically redo the whole women's division. It seems. And then there's just so many things here and there around that just, it seemed like this was the last thing to worry about was their biggest championship to me. Like, it seemed like it was just like, yeah, it is what it is. then. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out next time. It was just like it's not the main event, so don't worry about it. You yeah, know?
0: that's also part of my worry going forward. Is now you have another newcomer in Brian Cage, who you know I'm not really familiar with. I know some people are, but I think the vast majority of people aren't. And I think AEW relies too much on people just knowing who these guys are before they show up and thrusting him immediately into a title feud with Mox. I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. I think Taz should certainly help, uh, but I am once again worried that. This is just going to be just another like meh thing, and I think it's really killed Mox's momentum.
1: Yeah, I mean they don't really have a lot of stars uh, in terms of that can be world champion right now, and I think that's what we're going to see going forward is that Moxley is going to be like kind of a we remember the hot start to his to his career in AEW, his hot start as a champion, and but now it's just like he's got a real pretty belt and he wrestles real hard, but. Yeah, what?
0: I think the issue is is the, the guys that I look at that I want them to face, I think Pac would make a lot of sense, good guy, bad guy. But I think the, you look at the other top stars in the company, it's Cody, who now holds the mid-card title, and then your fucking tag team champions. Uh, Hayman's man's better than I think he's ever been. Kenny Omega, they're holding the tag teams, and they're two-year, like, more guys that could easily be main event single stars. So I think that's part of their problem is that their main event's kind of sprinkled throughout the card, which has kind of left the top a little barren. Uh, cause they're not doing Mox Jericho right away again. So.
1: Yeah. If only they had Corbin, you're right.
0: Oh my God. Oh, oh, don't, don't excite me like that. AEW would be smart enough days. to give that man a world title, but I digress. I guess I should socialize the pod. Jobberknocker.com. is yes. the website where you can find all our great articles, uh, from TJ and the Joe Stopper who are our horses right now, taking care of the weekly NXT in AEW's, uh, recaps and analysis pieces also tj has been doing overtime he did a becky piece he's been he's been throwing in all sorts of stuff shout out him um but yeah when uh nxt uk and nwa power get back they also be weekly features on the job so always keep that in your favorites and check us out when you can Twitter at Jabbernocker at Nestlemania at JC of the JK at DQ of the JK at RayRay Ray of the JK at BillyD2411 at Joe pollock 47 at TJ of the JK and at the Real Deal B Cox Facebook Instagram wherever you want to be on social media. Give us five stars, five flames on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Anchor, and archived on YouTube. So yeah, hook us up. We appreciate it. And uh, I think that's it.
1: I think you've done everything you can, JC. I think it's Woo! time to, that, we, that we get this done and over with.
0: All right, then I will so for, uh, let you give us the last word, Mr. Nestlemania.
1: Thank you, JC. So for JC, this is Nestlemania saying we will be back next week with more Jobber Knockery.